Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode of Truth Tidbits, episode 88 for this year as we go through the scriptures and look to see what the Lord might speak to us on a daily basis. Today I've titled this, Choose the Best Part. And I hope you will understand that as we get into the word today to see what I mean by that. I'm going to begin by reading um, a story of this is an event that happened in Jesus' life. And we're going to look at Luke chapter 10. I'm going to read beginning in verse 38. It says this, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and we know from other passages that that is the village of Bethany, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house, and she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. So we see in this passage, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus is not mentioned specifically here. He may be there, but not pertinent to this particular story. And so Martha and Mary are sisters, and they're they're both the sisters of Lazarus. And this tended to be kind of a home away from home, I think, from for Jesus. He would stay with them periodically quite frequently, had a a deep friendship with them. They supported him in the ministry, and, and, you know, it was just a beautiful relationship and a great blessing to him and to them. And so this is one particular time when Jesus was there, and he was sitting and he was teaching lessons and so forth. Well, let's get a little bit of a setting for this story as well so that we try to understand Every believer, every person that comes to know Jesus has been given by God giftings, talents, gifts and and talents and things that they are to use for the Lord and ways to serve him. That's still true today. The New Testament teaches us about many different gifts and some of those involve service and hospitality, being a servant. As a matter of fact, Jesus taught that no matter what your gift is, even teaching such as the one that that I'm called to do, it is to do, I'm to do it in a way to serve others, to deliver God's word to them in a way that will bless them and that will help them. It's all about servanthood. Serving the Lord. And he proved that even on the night that he was betrayed. Because at his last Passover Seder, he got down on his knees, so to speak, and took the basin of water and took the towel and washed all of the disciples' feet. And we can read about that, excuse me, in another place. So he had 
a specific teaching about servanthood. And servanthood is merely stewarding the gift that God has given to you and using it for his glory and to advance his, his kingdom, to advance his work in the earth and to be effective for him so that we are bringing forth eternal fruit. That's the whole understanding of servanthood. I don't know that I would call it some theological definition per se, but that's a good understanding of servanthood. It's taking whatever God's given you and then stewarding that, using it for him to bring forth fruit for him and bring him glory. Jesus said, by bearing much fruit, we bring him glory. So Martha is apparently not only here, but we see it in another place, one who is called to be a servant. She's a very hospitable lady. She, you know, I can see her as, um, you know, a type that has the apron on and that's, that's always, you know, hospitable, always wanting to feed people, always baking and cooking and, and just doing whatever she can to serve. That's her gift. That's her calling. It's not bad. The gift was not the problem in this situation. It was not that she was doing something bad. Not at all. She had been gifted this way. That's part of who she is. And she could use that and did use that many times as a blessing to Jesus and as a blessing to many others. So she she's not bad because she was called to servanthood. That was her gift. Now, the problem was that she was too busy with it. She had become perhaps, at least in this instance, similar to like a workaholic. And it had begun to be a weight and a distraction. You know, Hebrews 12 talks about laying aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us or the sin that competes always for our, our passions and our attention and all of that that can kind of draw us down quickly. So this was not a sin, but it was a distraction. Welcome as you join in. It became a distraction to her. So it was something similar to what, um, G what Peter, I mean, what, the book of Hebrews, the author of Hebrews, calls that weight that we need to lay aside. And we can have weights that simply just weigh us down. They distract us. So we might say that she had become a workaholic. It's a, her problem was not the gift. The gift is beautiful. The gift is hospitality, servanthood, etc. But busyness and distraction became the issue. She had gotten to the point where she was just so busy doing the work that she wasn't really spending time with the Lord. She was distracted. She was hindered. You know, we might say she was running around all over the place and, and constantly busy. She was torn apart. She was, it was like her, she was wheeling about, drawn off from around. And, you know, we might say that she was spinning her wheels or, you know, in, in some olden days, 
they had a phrase uh, like a chicken with your head cut off kind of thing, just kind of scurrying all around and really not knowing and not accomplishing anything. She was overoccupied and very distracted and too busy. That's what Jesus was saying to her here in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. And she was becoming like a workaholic. We see that the that the gift was not the problem, the busyness was the problem. Now, uh, one point I want to bring out here is that this reveals one key principle that I believe is an overarching principle no matter what you are called to do in the kingdom of God, no matter what your area of service to the Lord is and your calling before the Lord is. We have got to remember that we must choose the best part, the core. This is what we cannot ignore. And Mary, in this example, chose that. And it was spending time with Jesus to learn of him, to listen to him, to talk to him, to ask him our questions, to have a covenant relationship to have a relationship with him. You know, it'd be pretty bad if you were married or if you had a very, very close friend or a close relative and, you know, you never spent time with them. You never talked to them. And that person may be, you know, waiting on a phone call or waiting for you to call them or, or you know, you go, you set a time for dinner or whatever and the person shows up at the restaurant and then you never come. Why? Because you're just too busy. You don't fit it in the schedule. Sometimes we can be that way with the Lord, and all he wants is for us to spend time with him. And I believe that this is a core that no matter what our gifts are, we need to learn to spend time with him and let our relationship with him be first. So Jesus tells Martha here that Mary's chosen the best part. What is that better part? Where did that come from? Well, if you look back in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 3, it says this. Let me read from verse 1 through 3. Now, this is the blessing with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. And he said, the Lord came from Sinai and dawned on them from Seir. He shone, from, shone forth from Mount Paran, and he came with ten thousands of his saints from his right hand, came a fiery law for them. Yes, he loves the people. All his saints are in your hand. They sit down at your feet. Everyone receives your words. So what Mary was doing was sitting down at his feet and receiving his words. That's why he told Martha that Mary had chosen the better part. Now, I believe that Jesus didn't say that in some harsh way. I don't believe that he um, he reprimanded her or in anything like that. I believe that he was inviting her. I believe that he was saying, Martha, Martha, you're so worried. You're so spinning your wheels over everything. You're just running around and dragging yourself all around and, and wearing yourself out. He said, but one thing is needed. No matter what your gift is, in her case, it was hospitality and service. One thing is needed, and Mary found it. Mary chose that good part. Come and join us. That's the way I see him doing it. 
is, you know, it's not going to be taken away from her. But guess what, Martha? You can come and sit down. Come and spend time with me. See, there was a time for serving. There was a time for preparing. There was a time for Martha to operate in her gift when it would be a blessing. But now was the time when Jesus was there. And it was time for people to fulfill Deuteronomy 33.3 in this instance, for instance. And it was time for them to come and sit at his feet and learn of him and receive his words. And so I believe he was inviting Martha. And I think it sets a principle to all of us that every one of us, no matter what our gifts are, we need to spend time with Jesus we must let him and our relationship with him be first place in our life. And I want to take us to just two other places in the scripture very quickly as we draw to a close. The first one is found in Revelation chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, these things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered, and have patience, and have labored for my name's sake, and have not become weary. So, so far, it's like A+, plus, A+, plus, A+. Plus. They are busy, busy, busy. They are doing all the right things. They are serving the Lord. But then he gets to this. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. <clears throat> but this you have that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. So here, Revelation, Jesus is telling this church, don't leave your first love. He says, that's your problem. You've left your first love. That's what he was telling Martha, I believe, is that, you know, hey, there's something more important. Right now is the time. Spend time with me. Don't, don't ignore. Don't neglect. Don't go somewhere else and abandon me. Don't abandon spending time with me. You know, spend time with me, listen to me, receive my words, receive my words. And if we don't choose the better part, the danger is this. It's found in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. And we must remember that, beloved because drifting is slow and subtle. We can easily drift away. It's hard to detect, sometimes until it's too late. You know, I always think of drifting as if you had a boat maybe tied to a dock, but it was tied very loosely. When you got out of the boat and you finished your last run with the boat, you, you didn't you didn't take a whole lot of care to make sure it was tied up good and tight 
And then, you know, you go off and you neglect it and you forget about it and you are careless with it. And you go off and, you know, it might be three or four days later and a storm comes up and winds start to come and, and you know, the sea, the lake begins, the waves begin to just gently kind of brush and brush and brush. And the more they do, the looser and looser and looser the tying of that boat is going to be. And the rope's going to come loose. And then as the waves continue to kind of ripple along, whether it's harsh or softly, the boat's going to continue to drift and drift and drift. And before you know it, you come out to get your boat and it's in the middle of the lake and you've got to go swim to get it or whatever because it's drifted away through neglect. And that's what the warning is, is that we not become like that. That we, no matter what God has called us to do, and yes, every gift from the Lord is important, and He wants us to use it. He wasn't telling Martha, don't ever serve again, you, you don't need to be doing that. He wasn't saying that at all. He was simply calling her and inviting her. He was saying, this is the time. I'm with you here. Come and sit with me. Spend time with me. Hear my words. Steal away with me. There'll still be time for the work. There'll still be plenty of it left for you to do at a later time. But don't be spinning your wheels and not spending time with me. So I, I want to encourage us today to choose the better part, just like Mary did. That better part is what Deuteronomy 33, 3 talks about, is, is sitting before him at his feet and receiving his words. And then from that, then we get up and then we do the work he's called us to do. But we don't need to neglect and run away from our first love. In Revelation 2, I love how Chuck Missler defined this. He talked about it, and he said that we can be so busy with the business of the king that we're not spending time with the king. Oh, choose the best part today. Spend time with the king of kings, who is your Lord and Savior if you're in a covenant relationship with him. Let him speak to you and let him love love you and you love him and just spend that time with him in his word and don't neglect your first love and find yourself having drifted away that's the danger let's be careful whatever our gift is yes we're to use it yes we're to do it but let's always every day steal away and be with him some of the time of our day and not be too busy with his business to steal away with him. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. And Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of our Truth Tidbits. God bless you today in Jesus' name.